Hi everyone and welcome to the Fintech Germany Award Jewelry Podcast enabled by Financial Times. I am Alexandra, your host today, and we will provide you with insights on the award, our jewelry members and latest trends in the industry. I'm sitting in Frankfurt today at the Metzler office with Henning Zander from Areal Bank. Henning, great to have you here today. Hi, thanks for having me. Henning, our listeners for sure want to know something about you as a person and about the job that you're currently doing. So could you give us some insights on your journey and of course about Areal Bank as well? Yes, of course. So basically, I started at Arial Bank more than 15 years ago. And back then, I actually spent my first year in Areon. And then I moved on to, to Arial Bank and had several positions over the last 15 years. For instance, I was responsible for topics like group-wide programs mm -hmm. uh, to Yeah, increase profitability and flexibility at our organization. Then uh, I was heading corporate development uh, for a couple of years mm -hmm. and was also responsible for strategic planning and development. And after a few years, uh, I had a new profession where I became the first chief sustainability officer at our group. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty exciting. And now for roughly six or seven years, I'm responsible for our startup program, which is a group-wide program in our bank and uh, company. Can you go into some more details about this program particularly? What are you doing there? What was the aim when it was founded? Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, like I said, six or seven years ago, we realized that we had been very active already in a couple of innovative topics, but mm -hmm. also in interaction with uh, startups. But we didn't really have a strategy or uh, some overarching goals or, or even a governance structure. So we, we started introducing a new uh, program, which we call our startup program, and that consists of four pillars. Uh, one is accelerator programs, second pillar is corporations, third is investments, and uh, last one is own ventures. Mm -hmm. So we gave it a nice structure and found team members who are basically looking for interesting startups and in which we either invest or mm -hmm. uh, cooperate with. And what what I like especially is that it's a group-wide approach. So um, maybe a few words on Arial Bank Group. Mm -hmm. um, We um, were obviously a bank, uh, but not only that, we are certainly leading provider of international smart financing, but also software products, uh, digital solutions, and also payment transaction applications mm -hmm. in the property sector and some uh, related industries. And um, we are headquartered here in Wiesbaden, not far away from Frankfurt. And uh, our business is uh, pretty international and also, or despite it's, it's in a niche because it all has to do with the real estate industry and is only B2B focused, we um, are a bit diverse, as I said, as providing uh, financing in roughly 25 to 30 countries uh, all over Europe, North America and, and Asia. But we also offer 
transaction and payment banking services in mostly Germany for the housing industry and real estate industry. And lastly, we, we have a very large subsidiary called Areon, mm -hmm. which is a provider of uh, software products uh, to the real estate industry in Europe. Okay, wow, that's that's a lot of topics. And this is why it's good that you are on the jury as well, because you have a, a certain expertise and angle of experience that you bring into it. Um, like you just said, the real estate topic combined with digitization and a little bit of disrupting things. If we go to the awards, then... What has happened there over the last years in the space of uh, real estate? So is there anything you would have liked to see more or less even? We, we've been following the Fintech Germany Award for quite some time. And uh, when I joined the jury, we thought about, yeah, it's for us, it's, it's a great event and to get a very close look at basically all current topics of fintech and not so much prop tech, of course. But for us, it was interesting. We call it like a seismograph, the FTGA, mm -hmm. because we yeah get a nice view of, of the topics in fintech area. In prop tech area, we just added this year the um, prop tech special award, uh, which we also uh, represent and. Um, What I like about that is, uh, of course, fintech is very broad, but uh, there are also many, many solutions who are on the intersection of uh, fintech and prop tech. And um, that's, of course, our sweet spot. That's exactly where we operate. And so we were quite happy to not only sponsor this special award this year, but also see many great applications. And I mean, we basically wanted to see what the reaction was and we're quite happy with the number and also the quality of applications. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at topics, of course, one, one has to admit that there are other awards or maybe PropTech maps, as you call it, or reports, which are more diverse probably and cover may, maybe a bit more topics. But yeah, I mean, there's special awards for everything and... Um, so we, like I said, we're very happy and saw great applications. Yeah. And you are also a jury member for more than some years. And uh, I would also like to ask you, like I ask every of our guests, what motivates you to be part of this jury each year? Because it's really time consuming and um, we have some of these sleepless nights and uh, vivid discussions with the other jury members. So what's your motivation to be part of that? Yeah, that's a good question, which I also get internally. But um, <laughs> in the end, it's, I think, pretty straightforward. I think it's an ecosystem that we're all acting in. And you don't only need investors and universities and founders and so on. I think also the industry who has to or can contribute to this ecosystem and um Like I said, we are always happy to cooperate with startups, but we also think that um, it's great to support initiatives like awards because 
first of all, we get to see a great uh, variety of, of startups and mm -hmm. can also interact and network with the jury members, for instance. But also, I think it, it has an advantage for most startups to participate because they get some some airtimes and news coverage. Uh, they are part of our internal jury discussions. And um, so I think it's like give and take and mm -hmm. uh, we um we are very happy that uh, yeah we can take part in this process and uh, also yeah foster this ecosystem here absolutely and um when i just uh, talk to you it's like the fintechs that are applying for the award it's like they pitch to each of the jury members so you get a chance to have someone from our jury or all the jury members to look at your fintech right um so yeah it's a good good chance for it, them it is definitely and i mean of course it's uh, an effort to, to have a look at something like 150 applications but um oh yes <laughs> <laughs> but it's also It's somehow great that you uh, get them delivered to your inbox and you get uh, 150 applications in writing, maybe some pitch decks on top or also uh, you, of course, look at the website. And um, so it's also, let's say, very convenient that via this uh, process, you get a very nice selection of great startups mm -hmm. to look at and um Of course, this is also part of my job or my, my team's job to uh, see are there new trends mm -hmm. uh, evolving? Is that for us maybe a risk, but also a chance? Mm -hmm. uh, can we or do we want to have a closer look at new business ideas? Or is it maybe sometimes just a good tool or process optimization that's offered here? that can help us in our day-to-day -day work. So, of course, it's a lot of work, but it's also fun and entertaining and always great <laughs> to to interact with the jury members and then to finally meet the founders at the award night. I mean, this is obviously the highlight of the year, the jury sessions and the award night. But, um, yeah, like you said, uh, you have to mm -hmm. spend many hours beforehand. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> on, for, uh, for, yeah. for me, it was, um, again, challenging in, in terms of the time. But um, I liked what you just said about it's like a seismograph about the landscape and what's going on there. And I have also seen that over the last, I would say, couple of years now. I'm now on the board as well for the fourth time. And there you really see what is rising up to the top, which business models develop. Like we have also seen in the presentation how the valuation of the last year's winners um, have improved. And uh, that was also quite impressive. And what we have also seen is that some business models are not that trendy anymore and some some come more and more like it's just my impression maybe it's yours too but this year we had a lot less in crypto and blockchain and more ai yeah definitely uh, i would certainly underline that i mean um This is, of course, somehow part of this whole universe and uh, it's changing quickly. This is what makes it so exciting, on, on the other hand, uh, for me, 
to be not only on the jury but also to interact with startups uh, itself. I mean, uh, our bank has just turned 100 years old, and uh, so oh, it's, congratulations! Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, so it's, it's great to see um, that many new trends are adopted by the founders, and I would. Yeah, definitely agree that uh, there's less blockchain and crypto and much more AI topics, but also, of course, ESG topics. Um, mm -hmm. We see a lot. I think it's another big topic and uh, mega trend, definitely the ESG topic, which I find personally very uh, exciting mm -hmm. and also very relevant, as I, as I mentioned. Because uh, yeah, I've been in this topic for more than 10 years and um, not only in fintech but also in proptech uh, there's uh, still a long way to go and um, so it's it's good to see that ESG and AI are now really relevant and um, I think especially with AI there are many great uh, developments to be expected. Absolutely. And before we go to the next question with regards to the trends, I have one question that just came to my mind. How do you use AI in your personal life or in your job life? Can you let us be a part of that? In my personal life, I'm not too sure, actually, because sometimes I uh, don't really think about it, but it's probably AI or at least uh, some machine learning or something in the, in the background and you just take it for granted. I mean, um, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't consider myself as somebody who's like too trendy and, and always wants, has to be the first adopter, but uh, yeah, somehow it's part of my job and uh, I really like the new apps or, or solutions. Uh, I mean, I've been Of course, uh, uh, playing around with uh, large language models, ChatGPT, and so on. Mm -hmm. Actually, last year for Christmas, I sat down with my daughter and we used ChatGPT, and and it was more like a fun approach, mm -hmm. like a, um, all kind of silly questions we asked ChatGPT, and we're really impressed. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, job-wise, I I think um, yes, we've been using AI or machine learning tools for quite some time. For instance, chatbots, but mm -hmm. also um, we use um, this technology uh, to, to facilitate some processes like mm -hmm. uh, collecting rent rolls and making them for us uh, usable. But um, on the other hand, we're also, I think, at the very beginning and, and want to find out is where, where can AI help us. Um, we've developed a product um, that uses AI that helps us to, to filter relevant uh, news articles um, from mm -hmm. the internet, but also from other reports mm -hmm. and uh, which uh, have maybe have an impact or relevance to some of our finance objects. But again, this is just the beginning and I really think that many tasks that we are currently doing in, in our bank can be 
at least facilitated. We also had the topic in the podcast episode with Florian mm. from Linklaters and he also told us, yeah, it's just great. You can use the AI to read a thousand documents much faster than the associates would do. And of course, the associates now can, can do other really, really re valuable stuff, right? And I'm also curious about what is, um, what is coming up next and On, on the one hand, I'm super curious and I really can't, can't wait to, to let all the great things happen. And on the other hand, sometimes I'm a little frustrated because in the banking sphere, that, that just consists of zeros and ones, basically, that it's so hard to implement AI. Whereas in the daily life, I'm confronted with it every time. Just an example. I was at the dentist today. Mm. And he's using AI for the X-ray results. So yes, he has a view on the X-rays, mm. but he applies now an AI that tells him where needs to be uh, done this or that. And then he's looking at it with a second eye, but the AI is doing the first approach and it's uh, it's all colored up then and it's great. And I sometimes think, okay, but... We are in Germany and why do I still need two days for a bank transfer? <laughs> yeah. With instant payment, it's quicker. Uh, yeah, I know. And and I have some banks now in my wallet that can also yeah. speed up things. But if you have a recipient bank that does not uh, take part of the fast lane, then yeah. you have a problem. And um, yeah, but okay, let's jump back to the positive trends and to going forward stuff. Um, in your view and from what you have seen and um, from your expertise in, in the market, what are the problems and topics that fintechs should solve in your view next? Huh, that's What applications would you like to see on the award next year? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, uh, generally speaking, I would say um, any fintech, as simple as it sounds, has to solve a relevant problem. I mean, mm -hmm. this is not true only for fintechs, but probably for any business. Mm -hmm. uh, so... I think uh, what I'm trying to say is uh, look at the customers and what are they really looking for and are there maybe some solutions not that well developed already. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I'm dreaming of one or two uh, new solutions or applications. It's, um, I mean, this is of course a jackpot, but you cannot invent trailblazing uh, innovations every year mm -hmm. uh, i think you simply cannot expect that um so i'm i'm let's say i'm i'm happy uh, to see what's evolving and then have a look at it but um, i can't really think of any application i definitely want to see next year i mean if i could i, I should probably invest in it now um, <laughs> true and uh, Yeah, so it's, um, I, I can definitely say I saw a couple of models over the last years that have not been so successful. Um, and as hard as it is for the founders and maybe the investors as well, that's also one thing I actually like about the startup industry. You get immediate response and usually you only have something like a year, maybe mm -hmm. two 
because of your run rate and your funding. And um, this is something I really like about the startup world that um, you don't procrastinate and, and postpone your mm -hmm. decisions. And they uh, just do it. Yeah, and stick to the old uh, habit. Like we've always done that. Like oh, this. I so hate don't that, uh, you know? Maybe next year we we uh, we have a project and look at it in detail. I mean, this is so tiring somehow and that's what I like about the startups but of course on the on the other hand it also means that something like 90% of the startups fail yeah if we mm -hmm. also have to take that into consideration so but I, I like it it's it's much faster and much more direct and um Yeah, absolutely agree. And this is this is why the jewelry work is so much fun, because we have so many people with different backgrounds, different education, different expertises, uh, such a broad and diverse jewelry. And um, this is why the days were so intense, I guess, because everyone has an opinion. Uh, and the good thing is, um, Marco also just um, told that what he liked about that that everyone is really humble and still wants to hear what the others want to say. And um, I also learned a lot on these days because I have not the expertise like or like you in, in your field or in, in the VC area, which is a complete black box uh, if you are on the other side, right? This is something what is really great about the award and what you just said it's a seismograph and also an ecosystem and I see that this jury and the award brings it all together Absolutely. and it's a great representation for Germany as an investment and fintech hub as well yeah so yeah. it's not it's not as boring as people from from outside of Germany might see Germany sometimes. Yeah, may, maybe. Yeah, you probably have to ask people from outside of Germany. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. I, it's it's a great jury. It's a, a nice blend of people from different uh, industries who have a very different view on that. I mean, you have. High-tech who've invested a couple of hundred times in startups. Uh, you have other VCs. You have lawyers. You have business angels. Business angels. You have corporates. Uh, so it's a great mix. And like you said, of course, none of us, I think, is an expert for all 150 applications. This is not possible. Uh, but uh, that's, like you said, so rewarding to that quickly people come up and say, okay, I have expertise on this topic and this may be a good idea or not so much a good idea. And then um, even without being an expert on, on a specific topic or business, you can somehow often contribute to the mm -hmm. conversation or to the discussion and um, That makes it very lively and and then the five, six or seven hours I think that we spent. Yeah, um, it was a uh, very long uh, day. They, they, it doesn't feel like uh, a long day. Absolutely. It's mm -hmm. rather fun and um, because at least I can definitely uh, say that for myself, I 
learned so much during these uh, six or seven hours. It's it's really worth it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um, something you can benefit from for for weeks and months. So it's it's like an education uh, event for us as it, well. It has some educative parts, mm-hmm. absolutely, and uh, also, which is of course great too, that uh, outside of the jury session. You can also um, network with the other jury members, for instance, and do one-on-one meetings. And um, we did that uh, in the past as well and uh, arranged some meetings uh, mm-hmm. with other um, employees or managers from, from my organization. And that's also very nice because I, at least in my opinion, it's it's very supportive attitude in, in the jury and everybody's basically happy to uh, help mm-hmm. uh, each other and um, this is great because I I also think I mean we are facing so many complex problems in in the world in our everyday life as a company that uh, you simply cannot solve them yourself but you have to be open and interact and um, so That's great mm-hmm. to to have so many people on the jury with diverse background. Yeah, I have a follow up people question on that. So, um, whom would you not have met if it wasn't for the award? Hmm. <sighs> That's almost impossible to answer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I really don't know. It's um, I mean, if if you attend many. Uh, events or you let's say active as an investor you meet of course many many uh, people from other companies from mm-hmm. VCs and so on um, I think it's I w- certainly would, wouldn't have had the chance to meet 15 or 20 people with this background at the same time mm-hmm. talking about with this one topic I think that makes it unique I certainly wouldn't have been sitting here today as a, a, a recording <laughs> a, a, a podcast that's, uh, that's so was worth it definitely absolutely <laughs> and it's, it's so much fun um, and this is what I like about this as well you get to hear so many great people with their stories sometimes um personal stories um inspirational work stories so it's just everything and this is why we are also doing this podcast and uh, yeah we just want to share that um how the jury work works and um what the people in the jury are like so henning i have one last question that I need an answer from you and this is a question that Marco just asked and he wants to know from you and by the way he did not know uh, that uh, it was you next so how can the fintechs contribute to improving financial literacy and education among the users hmm that's tough yeah um Because I think financial literacy is probably a more topic for B2C. Um, well, I think my answer would be that um, almost everybody has a smartphone and, mm-hmm. and thus access to, to the internet or to apps. And um, I think what fintechs, but also 
actually traditional banks could offer here is a lot of content uh, which is easy to digest which is um especially if you look at the look at the very young generation which is uh, short videos um mm -hmm. that um the these, tiktok generation mm -hmm. yeah um I mean, the thing is, we, I think you have to accept that uh, the um, time span is shortening, that mm -hmm. uh, these young people uh, uh, contribute to, to content. So, um, like it or not, it has to be short, it has to be in their language, it has to be interesting in the way that you present it. Mm -hmm. So... I think that's where both fintech or technology in general can be used to to address many young yeah kids or teenagers whatever because i definitely think if that's behind the question that this topic is underrepresented in let's say mm -hmm. schools um so no it is definitely i i i mean i had a levels and all these kinds of classic education in germany yeah, yeah. and i did not have one single hour um, on financial education. We've seen a couple of good uh, examples, I think, in the jury uh, where this topic was addressed. And um, yeah, it's definitely something where where it's worth uh, spending time on. It probably has to be entertaining as well. Okay, so maybe we get something on the list for for that idea next year as well. That would be great. Maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like always uh, calling for the government, but mm -hmm. I really think it should be in schools, it should be more topic, yeah? Absolutely. economic topics in general. This yeah. is how I ended up in banking, by the way, because um, okay. <laughs> I wanted to educate myself on finances and um, my parents then said to me, yeah, do, do an apprenticeship in banking okay. and um, because then you can work everywhere once you know um, how money in the systems works and flows. Um, okay, they didn't know that I was going to head for investment banking and <laughs> other, other areas, but um, basically I would not have had the education I have now without working in a bank. So, yeah. Short anecdote on that, Henning. That was the last question for you to answer. But, of course, you have one question that you can ask the next guest. So, I'm not sure who it's going to be now. But let us participate in your thoughts. What do you want to know from whoever is next? So my question is, uh, how do you think AI will change the startup world in terms of finding uh, business ideas, entering the market and dealing with customers and partners? Okay, that's also a very demanding question. I'm sure the next one will be happy to answer it. So unfortunately... This is the end of our episode today. Henning, it was a great pleasure that you were my guest today. Yeah, thank you, Alex. It was great. Thank you for listening today to this episode of the Fintech Germany Award Jewelry Podcast enabled by Financial Times. All further information can be found in the show notes. 